0: Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch
1: Chop Retrofit.
0: So, uh, nothing new happened this week. Nope, not a thing. Nothing to see here, folks. It's all part of the show. This is not a current events podcast. Welcome to Season 8, Episode 9 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen, so why shouldn't movie buffs like us decide who is recast in those
1: iconic roles? My name is Travis Sars, A.K.A. Cool. Spanish Travensfluenza, A.K.A. Travbola, A.K.A. A.K.A. Zika Travirus, oh. A.K.A. H1 Trav1 Tron Flu. <laughs> All right, you got
0: me back with Tron, um, <laughs> but you could have just gone with Travirus. <laughs> and I'm joined, as always, here in the lab by my co-host and co-producer, Vaccination, a.k.a. Sean Demic, <laughs> a.k.a. Inoculation, nice. a.k.a. Sean Fluenza. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're also extremely excited to welcome back to the show, Chop Shop Regulator, Chelsymptomatic, <laughs> a.k.a. Chelsea Center, aka <laughs> Train to Chelson.
2: Yes! <laughs> yes!
0: Further description of the show, the tagline says, Watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes they're classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel dependent cinematic culture
2: quarantined.
0: This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. And that's going to bring us to our first segment this week. The order is is back intact this week, guys. The, <laughs> the format is back to our normal rundown. And the next segment is movie news. And it's a lighter week on movie news this week. Agreed. Uh, but this is where we try to pay attention throughout the week to stories that Relate to our show or relate to our topic or that our listeners might just find interesting. And so we have to start it off with RIPs. Rest in peace and rest in power to Marion Ramsey. Uh, She played Officer Hooks on Police Academy. Uh, She has passed away at the age of 73. No COD reported. That's right. And you know what I say. You can't spell COVID without C-O-D.
2: <laughs> rest in
0: peace and rest in power to Marion Ramsey. And the next one, uh, it is official now. Tanya Roberts has passed away of, uh, we don't know, not of COVID, uh, but at the age of 65. Cause not given. She was from the movies Beastmaster and Sheena. Yep. And I think we talked a little bit about those on our Barbarian Movies episode. Most When, when we
1: had Dave on. Yep. But definitely uh we, she was also in the uh what uh, James Bond film. Uh oh yes. I can't remember View to which a Kill. One. It's I think it
0: was one of the Dalton ones, yeah. but I'm not sure which one. uh, um, Living Daylights. That might be it, right. Uh <laughs> Dana. <laughs> um so this was a little bit of a weird story because her death was announced prematurely. Yes. And so this is the uh exchange that we had on text Rest in peace, Tanya Roberts, 65, not COVID, cause not given, Beastmaster, and Sheena. And I said, boo, as I often do when you send me the RIPs. Your next message is, turns out Tanya Roberts isn't dead, despite her publicist's report. The fuck? And then I was like, whoa. No, I'm sorry. I was like, whoa. And then you said her husband was told to say his goodbyes. She's not well. And the publicist misunderstood him. He was hysterical, mm-hmm. and we don't mean funny. Mm-mm. Uh, and then I said, "Gross!" Oh, she was a Bond girl too. That and was the after reason,
1: I said he was. She was indeed
0: dead. The reason <laughs> I said gross was because you also sent me this story, which yes. you're going to have to further explain for me and the listeners. Because you, would, you wouldn't read it? I refused to click on it. <laughs> uh, Terry Gilliam refused Tom Cruise for 12 Monkeys and was concerned by Bruce Willis's, quote, rectal mouth.
1: Yeah. Can
0: you explain, please?
1: Well, he describes it in the interview as him having a very Trumpian mouth. He says, it's like I'm looking into an anus. I'm going to just reiterate and say gross. Yeah, right? So that was a huge reservation
0: for Terry Gilliam. And you said you're never going to be able to look at all those pictures you have of Bruce Willis again. That's right. yippee ki motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, next, and this is our last story for the week. There's an untitled Jordan Peele project. And it's going to be starring, uh, or at least they've been offered roles, uh, Jesse Plemons and Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Kaluuya? And he was the star of Get Out. Yes. And, of course, we know um, Jesse Plemons because he's such a great method actor. (laughs)
1: That's funny. All
0: right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up movie news with that. And we did such a good job last week. There is no reason for a department of corrections department this week
1: yeah let's
2: give ourselves a pat on the back nice uh
0: and that brings us to the theme of the episode and i can't believe that we haven't done this genre at least considering the uh events of the past year we're talking about pandemic movies we're in the middle of one I just started watching 12 Monkeys (laughs) five years late or five years early. Oh, Uh, it seems to be a a prescient topic. So we're going to we're going to go for it. We're going to talk about pandemic movies. What do you guys think, Chelsea?
2: I'm excited. Are you? Yep. Are you positive? I'm not.
1: (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, So, yeah, we took a deep probe. Uh huh. Up our noses, <laughs> yes. And checked out the uh, pandemic films, and you know it seems like there's like a predominantly pandemic movies are like zombie flicks, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of them have the 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 groundings of good pandemic science, right? And then they kind of fly off the rails because you got to entertain. And I think that uh, amongst those pandemic
0: zombie movies, you've got a couple of different directions that they can take you've got the ones that are face value zombie movies. That's what they're intended to be. But then you also have the ones that the zombies are metaphorical. Yeah. And they could, they could represent a lot of the ills of society, but they could also be seen to represent a virus, a deadly toxic, lethal Mm -hmm. virus that overtakes humanity.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there are a few, uh, Pandemic films that are strictly scientific, yes, or at least in their themes, but of course biodome be- <laughs> biodome yeah, oh but of course, uh, because we are talking about films, they do have to take liberties with time lapse and you know mm-hmm. exaggerating the results and the effects of the pandemic, but uh there are a few good ones out there, and I would recommend doing a quick search to see some of these movies because. We discovered a few this week that are they're pretty damn good yeah, mm-hmm. and some that aren't that great. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll
0: cover the gamut of, of that range, that whole spectrum. The first thing we're going to do in, in that regard is our Midnight Double feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two films that we feel are either related to each other or related to our topic or that we feel would just be a good pairing for a public showing. A public display of affection. A public gathering? No, not a super spreader. <laughs> we can't spreader. do that. <laughs> also, uh super spreader is the title of one of my favorite movies. <laughs> oh my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the lead actress in that? <laughs> Deborah Winger. <laughs> Chelsea, would you like to go first with your double feature?
2: Uh, sure. So I have two HBO films. Um, one was in 1993. Mm-hmm. It was, and the band played on. Okay. The other was 2014, called "The Normal Heart," and they're All right
0: now. I'm not familiar with either of these. Can you?
2: They're both about um, HIV/AIDS. Oh. And the band played on takes place primarily in California and kind of and in a minute. Then you can.
0: The other movie that you're pairing it with
2: um, is called "The Normal Heart."
0: The Normal Heart. Now, now this this one
2: this is also about HIV/AIDS okay. first being discovered, but in New York, and it's more the activism that takes place where as the band played on is them like actually discovering the virus um them talking with the french egos getting in the way of letting out really pertinent information
1: the second film Uh uh-huh um that's when they were calling it the gay cancer well they call it the
2: same thing in the first the first one
1: reagan helped fan those flames
2: so listen the first one's a little bit more intense than the normal heart in terms of the derogatory the things heart that happen. Normal has a
1: really good cast. Though. Okay. You right. You got Mark, Mark Ruffalo,
2: Ruffalo, Jonathan Groff, um, um oh from Matt Bomer. Matt
0: Bomer's in it from uh Hamilton and the Mindhunter. Oh. Mind Hunter, Mind okay. Hunter.
2: So, listen, the reason I chose this is um the WHO calls HIV AIDS a global epidemic.
0: Okay. Which is uh counterintuitive, right? It,
2: it really is. It, epidemic is large population infected with something within like a community Mm -hmm. tends to just be in one country.
0: And it's it's a localized thing.
2: Very much. And pandemic is spread over many countries, whatever. So calling HIV AIDS global epidemic is just kind of a slap in the face.
1: All right. I like it. So
2: that's a really good
1: double feature.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sean, over to you, buddy.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with two Korean films. Uh, The first of which is from 2013. It's called The Flu. The Flu. I watched this. Uh, Chaos ensues when a lethal airborne virus infects the population of a South Korean city Mm -hmm. less than 20 kilometers from Seoul. Yes. And I really like this one because it's kind of like a hyped up ultra and, you know, super speed version of what we just went through and are going through with coronavirus. Like if you were watching the year 2020 in fast forward. Yeah. yeah. And uh the stakes are extremely high because they're trying to, you know, localize this infection to one city and they're trying to keep everybody contained. Mm-hmm. And as a result, the military's called in to kind of prevent people from crossing over. And at its core, you've got a young rescue worker, uh, he like rescues people from accidents or perilous uh things like the, the opening scene is this this medical worker whose car is about to dangerous fall into situations. A, yeah, Her car is about to fall into a sinkhole, and or it has fallen. And she's, tra- he's trying to get her out. Um, and she ends up being the secondary character in the film. And she's working with the, I guess you'd call them the CDC.
2: They call it the KCDC,
1: Right. And the Korean K- CDC. Yeah. And she has a daughter, mm-hmm. which, uh, plays a pivotal role in the film because, uh, I'm not going to give that part away, right. oh. but uh, she is kind of a, a focal point for the film. One of the things that I loved that I noticed
0: in this and a different Korean movie I watched recently is that they, even though it's taking place in South Korea, the country of South Korea, they just refer to it as Korea.
1: They're like, we're not, yeah. we're not talking about. Oh them yeah, up yeah, there. yeah. They, <laughs> they they give it no credence whatsoever. Right. So I'm going to pair that with 2016's Train to Busan. Very nice. Uh, Chelsea saw this for the first time this week and was thoroughly impressed. Oh, very much so. It's a zombie virus outbreak in South Korea. Uh, The passengers on this train to the city of Busan Mm -hmm. are struggling to survive to get there uh, uh, from Seoul to Busan, where there is supposedly no infection. And uh, again, in this film... A young girl plays a pivotal role and is kind of the focal point for the movie. So I see it as kind of a common thread, yeah. connective tissue between the two. Uh, played by the very, very good actress, uh, what's her name? Uh, Suan Kim, uh, who also plays a character named Suan. Okay. Just different spelling. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But there uh, might be a different
0: pronunciation that we just don't know about.
1: But you have a small band of characters who kind of become it becomes evident very early on that these guys are are going to be the ones that you're focusing on and right somebody out of this group is going to survive as these zombie movies go hopefully you don't know who it's going to be the cool thing that impressed me about this film at the time it came out in 2016 we were probably at the back end of of, of the zombie resurgence right and I think people were kind of getting fatigued. People with were it. getting kind of bored with the the prominence of the Walking Dead, and well, then Fear of yeah. the Walking
0: Dead, and then everything else.
1: Yeah, but this did a really good job of of not only making the zombies really creepy and scary by mm. making them super fast and oh yeah, and and just really just 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 gnarly. There's uh, nothing
0: scarier than a fast zombie.
2: Yeah,
1: but also the 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 real as, as with the Walking Dead. The real uh, monsters are the people who are not infected mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the shit that they'll do to try to stay alive and rise to and the top. And get your resources. And so there is, the one in bit- <laughs> there is one character in particular who uh, who deserves his death yeah. and deserves Fuck that it guy. many times over. The, <laughs> <But business, laughs> the Richie Rich The Richie Rich businessman, yeah. yeah. Those right are on. my two. Yeah, Yeah, I love it, dude. So one was a pandemic and one was like a zombie outbreak. And
0: I originally was going the same direction with my double feature. I think I sent you um, that I was going to do Pandemic and 28 Days Later, both of of which are uh, Pandemic slash zombie movies. But then I decided to uh, give it a little bit more variety. It is the spice of life after all. So uh, I went with uh, 2007's The Signal. And this is not to be confused with 2013's The Signal starring... Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. Uh this is a movie I actually showed at Scary Movie Night a few years back. You were there, Sean. Okay. And it is directed by three people. Uh David Bruckner, Dan Bush, and Jacob Gentry. It's got a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is low, but I can understand because there's some some very heavy shit in it. It's told in three parts, uh, which are all called transmissions. In which all telecommunication and audiovisual devices transmit only a mysterious signal, turning people mad and activating murderous behavior in many of those affected. The film's three interconnected chapters are presented in a non linear narrative. Each of them manifests elements of, besides the overall genre of psychological horror, respectively, splatter film, black comedy, and a post apocalyptic love story. Maya, played by Anessa Ramsey, and Ben, played by Justin Wellborn, are very much in love. But she cannot quite find the courage to leave her awful husband, Lewis, played by A.J. Bowen. Bowen? A.J. Bowen? Uh, you'd recognize him. He's very menacing. Uh, however, when a mysterious transmission starts turning people, including Lewis, into murderous maniacs, the lovers must go on the run. All right?
1: What's up? I'm just making faces at her.
0: Oh, okay. And then I'm (laughs) going to pair this uh, with a very similarly themed movie called The Crazies. And it's a remake of the 1973 film by George Romero. Uh, And he was actually a producer on this. So The Crazies from 2010 was directed by uh, Breck Eisner. It's got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's a science fiction horror film. Anarchy reigns when an unknown toxin turns the peaceful citizens of Ogden Marsh into bloodthirsty lunatics. In an effort to contain the spread of the infection, authorities blockade the town and use deadly force to keep anyone from getting in or out. Now trapped among killers, Sheriff Dutton, played by Timothy Oliphant, and his wife, played by Rhoda Mitchell, and two companions must band together to find their way out before madness and death overtake them. So we've got two very similar uh, themes, very similar story arcs. Um, But in one case, the pandemic is a uh, like a biological warfare thing. And in the other one, it's a transmission. But in both cases, it turns people into bloodthirsty maniacs. Anybody have any uh, recommends or not recommends on your doubles?
2: Oh, I totally recommend mine.
0: Yeah, Double recommends. Double recommends for me, too. It's unanimous. Which brings us to our feature segment. And this is the recast. This is where we take a pre-watched movie, one that we've all seen, and we hypothetically take a few of the main actors and recast them with contemporary actors who are at at the the height height of their their immunities. Oh, okay. And the first film that we're gonna be talking about today is going to be Virus a.k.a. Day of Resurrection, a.k.a. The End, from 1980. Directed by Kinji Fukusaku, Uh, he's known for directing the Japanese portion of the Hollywood film Tora, 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 and also Yakuza films, including the seminal Battles with Honor and Humanity from 1973, samurai period pieces such as Shogun Samurai, and the space opera Message from Space and the fantasy film Samurai Reincarnation and his controversial final film Battle Royale
1: in 2000.
0: Uh, This film has a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a 1980 Japanese post-apocalyptic science fiction film uh, based on Sakio Komatsu's 1964 novel. The film stars an international ensemble cast featuring Masao Kusakari, Sonny Chiba, George Kennedy, Robert Vaughn, Chuck Connors, Olivia Hussey, Edward James Olmos, Glenn Ford, and Henry Silva. On its release, the film was the most expensive Japanese film ever made. After a virus devastates the global human population, survivors in Antarctica desperately try to find a cure to save the human race. What else?
1: The lighting in this film sucked. Agreed. Now... I will
0: say that the version that's available on Amazon Prime, is that right? Amazon yeah, Prime. is very grainy. It's it, like somebody ripped a VHS that they
1: recorded off of television. It's terrible, folks. Yeah. The, 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 it was almost unwatchable. Uh, the other thing that struck me about this film, it is a Japanese film. Yes. But it's like it's masquerading as an American film. Yeah. With all of these American actors, but it has a Japanese sensibility to it. I think that the that was more for Japanese
0: audiences than American audiences. It's
1: really, it's a strange film unto itself in that regard because most of the time your Japanese movies are just, you know, weird Japanese films with Japanese actors. And this one is so blatantly trying to be Americanized. Yeah. It just, it's it's bizarre.
0: And Chelsea, you had a very good review of the movie. Do you remember it? Yep. What is it?
2: Life is wonderful this movie not so much
0: not so much <laughs> <laughs> all right so there was a lot of people in the movie i had to narrow down the cast to a few very recognizable people uh first we have the character played by Sonny chiba shinichi chiba also known as Sonny chiba is a japanese actor singer film producer film director and martial artist chiba was one of the first actors to achieve stardom through his skills in martial arts initially in Japan and later before an international audience. He's playing Dr. Yamauchi. Dr. Yamauchi. Uh, Then we've got Glenn Ford, who was 64 at the time, playing President Richardson. Then we've got George Kennedy. How does George Kennedy keep popping up on this podcast? Dude, he is one of the most prolific actors. (laughs) He was in more than 100 movies in his career. Uh, But he's playing uh, Admiral Conway. And then finally, we've got Olivia Hussey, who was 29 at the time, playing Merit. And uh, our listeners would maybe remember her from the 1960s version of Romeo and Juliet. And people of our generation were shown this in high school English class. Yes. English class. uh, World literature class. Yep. Uh, And she she shows her boobies. Yeah,
1: you had to get the (laughs) note.
0: Yes, you had to get a note from your parents <laughs> or guardians. And so, are you guys ready to recast? Yeah, let's yep. do it. All right, Chelsea, you're up first for Dr. Yamauchi.
2: So, I didn't like this movie, so my knee-jerk reaction was uh-huh. to just...
0: John Ham. Yeah, in, in every role. Uh,
2: and then I worked out and I listened to a 90s workout playlist uh-huh. and I became inspired.
0: Very nice. So what did you go with?
2: So my actor, super, super famous. He was in The Lion King, Tom and Huck. Oh, Pinocchi- Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Heck yeah. <laughs> JTT. Hell yeah. It, it'll it'll become clear. So okay. <laughs> He
0: has not had to do a single thing in the past 20 years. He's just bankrolled all of that home improvement money. He's done money. TV. Yeah, but not, not anything to speak of. Also, he yeah, yes. looks like... Uh, somebody took young Christian Slater and put them in a, sh- a Shrinky Dink. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Shrinky
1: Dinks? Yeah, of course. She doesn't. I don't. All right. Good job. JTT. Mm-hmm. Up next. Sean. Well, I went with an Asian actor, Japanese actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is 39 years old. Okay. We don't have the same person. You would know him from the Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Caribbean. Caribbean. Pink Panther 2. Uh, he was in a very popular TV mini series, Hodobuzz. Hodo uh but uh, He was also the young uh, young man in Letters from Iwo Jima in the role of Nozaki. Okay. His name is Yuki Matsuzaki. Yuki Matsuzaki. Yeah, Yuki Matsuzaki. Nice. Alright, that's not who I
0: have. Good. My actor is also Japanese. Um, and can I just say, you say arigato like we say arigato. Okay. I did it without the
1: accent. Um, well, so, Henry Zabrowski,
0: come on, give it to us.
1: No, <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> uh,
0: my actor's 47 now, Japanese actor and musician, just like Sonny Chiba was. He's in 47 Ronin, and he's 47 years old, coincidentally. Uh, he's also in Ichi the Killer uh-huh. and Hogan, uh also he's gonna be oh hogan is in the mcu he's in the thor movies yep uh he's also gonna be raiden in the upcoming mortal kombat reboot his name is taranobu asano taranobu asano oh he looks like a badass he's my dude uh next up we've got glenn ford the most (laughs) Generic white man name you could ever think of. Hey, Glenn Ford was a good actor. He was very good actor, um, and he was he was known for playing kind of like the everyman, right? Yep. Gwilyn Samuel Newton Glenn Ford—that's <laughs> his real name. Gwilyn Samuel Newton Glenn Ford was a Canadian-American actor, Canada, and he's best known for playing ordinary men in unusual circumstances. In this case, he was playing. President Richardson and Chelsea, who was your pick for this?
2: Uh my actor is kind of a piece of shit. Mm. It's not John him. It's not.
0: Jesse Eisenberg.
2: Nope, it's not him either. Um Dreyfus? He mostly does TV. He was in Happy Days, Arrested Development, Joni loves Chachi. Oh. I went with Scott Bayo. Okay.
0: All right, for just a second, I thought you were going to say Henry Winkler, because wasn't Henry Winkler in Arrested Development a little bit too?
2: So was Ron
1: Howard. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's weird. He's very problematic. All right, Sean, your pick. All right, Glenn Ford, 64. I went with a 62-year-old actor who's adept at playing a president. However, he will no longer play said president. Uh, He can be seen (laughs) in such films as Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, The Departed, The Cooler, It's Complicated, and The Shadow I went with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. There will be no
0: need for him to play the president. Uh, maybe just one last time. This In an orange Saturday. jumpsuit <laughs> behind bars. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, it's funny you said that. My, my actor also has played the president many times. Uh, he is known for. Oh, he's a Canadian. Woo. Uh, he's 64 now as well. Uh, He's an actor and producer. He played President John F. Kennedy in the miniseries 13 Days. He also played President of the United States in National Treasure Book of Secrets. He played the President of the United States in Kingsman the Golden Circle. And since 2010, he's been the voice of Batman in the DC animated universe. His name is Bruce Greenwood.
2: Oh, cool. Nice.
0: Bruce Greenwood. I know him not personally, but I know of him. We play poker on the weekends. Next up, we've got Admiral Conway, played by George Kennedy, who was 55 at the time, and Chelsea, who were you thinking about for this role?
2: Oh, this actor is also pretty pretty problematic. Not a, not a good dude.
0: Is it Wayne Knight?
2: No. Um Newman. He was in a movie that I talked about called Fireproof. Um Something called Left Behind, the movie. Oh Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone would know him from Growing Pains. I went with Kirk Cameron. Nice.
1: <laughs> are they all child actors?
2: No, it's way more specific.
1: Oh, uh, nice. they're
0: all on sitcoms <laughs> on ABC.
1: They're all child no, actors. You, no, you're to like, you're, never oh, yeah. you're never gonna know. Conservatives okay. now, ultra conservative.
2: You're never gonna know because you were never a twelve-year-old girl.
1: Oh, that's no, true. That's true. But I was. Don't not. judge me. My pick is a 52 year old actor who is known for films such as Crash, The Mummy.
2: Oh, nice. Georgia
1: the Jungle.
2: Yay.
1: And his stint in Doom Patrol with Brendan Fraser. Oh, from the show Fraser? No, Brendan Fraser. Don't know what to do about these tuss
0: salads and scrambled eggs. I'll say it again. Edit. And my pick is. <laughs> Enough of all that shit bread. It's time for the awesome part of the sandwich, the meat. (laughs) Uh, My pick is 55 now as well. We're doing the George Kennedy one, right? Yeah. Uh, he's 55 now. (laughs) He's in Zero Dark Thirty, Game Night, The Wolf of Wall Street, the TV show Friday Night Lights, and Early Edition – his name is Kyle Chandler. Yeah, uh-huh. nice. Kyle Chandler is basically George Kennedy reincarnated. I thought about Kyle Chandler this nice. week. Yeah, good you, call. You shopped him, huh? It did. All right. Next up, we've got Olivia Hussey, the oh-so-unfortunately family-named Olivia Hussey. Uh, maybe it's Husey, Husey. But then they would just call her Husey the Floozy. She was 29 at the time, playing Merritt and. Uh, Chelsea, can you give us a little bit more depth on what her character was in this movie?
2: No.
1: Merit? She was uh, the, the mommy. Uh-huh. And uh, she kind of fell for the, the lead role played by Sonny Chiba. Sonny Chiba. And so when he left, she was just left behind pining for him and hoping that he would someday find his way back to the Antarctic base. Mm-hmm. Excellent.
0: Alright. And Chelsea, who was your pick for her?
2: Character. Uh so my actress was in a movie called New York Minute. Mm-hmm. Um The Wackness It Takes 2. I went with Mary Kate Olsen.
1: Okay. <laughs> now please reveal <laughs> okay. your they're so all child stars.
2: They, they are, but, but... <clears throat> they all were all over the covers of those Fucking trashy magazines. The teeny in- Bopper magazine? Oh, yeah. In the like 80s, Sassy? As- yes. Teen Beat. Tiger Beat. <laughs> 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 fucking read the shit out of those.
0: No, Tiger Beat was before her time. Sassy. N- uh, was more the, more
2: I had Tiger uh, Beat posters.
0: Young, young Cosmo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> young Cosmo.
2: It's Cosmo Girls. You're thinking you YM, go. Young Modern.
1: There you go. All right. So uh, uh, I went with a 33 year old actress. Um, not really well known, unless you were a fan of the show The Expanse. I uh, I started watching it and it was
0: good, and I just never. I know a lot of people continued. who
1: religiously watch this show, okay. so hopefully they're listening. Listen, uh, I just started watching Twelve Monkeys. Right, <laughs> uh, but she was also in Bad Blood, and she was in a TV series called Shadow Hunters. Her name is Anna Hopkins. Anna Hopkins.
0: My actress is also 29 now. She's an Irish actress. She's not she's not English. She's Irish, uh, but she now lives in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I don't know why that's important. Uh, she was in Robin Hood. I think it's the one I think it's the one with um, the kid from Kingsman and and uh, Elton John movie. I think it's that Robin Hood, but I'm not 100% oh, sure. Uh, Taryn Edgerton. Taryn Edgerton. I think she's in that Robin Hood. Uh, she's also in Tesla. She's in Bridge of Spies and she's in The Nick. Her name is Eve Newsom. Eve Newson is my pick for this this hussy. Nice. This hussy. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so final thoughts. <laughs> uh, no skip. Skip it. Skip yeah. it, folks the premise is cool. Um, I was gonna yeah. say
2: wait for the remake. Th- that's yeah. what wait I wait for the remake. In my, my
0: review, I said the uh, the concept is good, the actors showed up, but something about it just was missing. Yeah. Oh, entertainment. Yeah. That's what it was. Alright, so uh, with that we're gonna head into intermission. Uh but first we have to say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby
1: let's all go to the lobby and get, get ourselves a vaccine and some zinc some bleach echinacea uv light inside oh, yeah. the body no uv light.
0: <laughs> all right chop shoppers thank you for bearing with us during intermission this is your host travis and i just have one question for you sean what is one way we could make our podcast more prominent Oh, if our listeners would
1: rate and review us on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe to us oh yeah, subscribe. on iTunes. And, and, or And pin your friends down and, and force
0: them to do it. Make them go ahead and do a review. We're very under-reviewed. Like, like, like
1: make it a whole pyramid scheme. Get the people under them yeah. to
0: do it. and multi podsy that. scheme. Oh, I like it. Yes. You folks who are listening right now, it would be fantastic if while you're listening or right after, you don't have to stop the show, don't stop the show. But if afterwards you could go to iTunes and give us a review or a rating, that would be awesome as well. Or on whatever uh, podcatcher app it is that you're listening to us. We're on a few of them. And also, uh, be aware of our online presence. We have a Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash Cinema chop shop. We're hosted natively online on Podbean, it's Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean. And our Twitter handle is at Cinema Chop Shop. We do a lot of stuff on there like our movie marathon, where Sean consistently kicks my ass also our uh, email address is cinemachopshop at gmail.com you can email us anytime we check it frequently the beers that we check in after intermission you're about to find out about some are always checked in on untapped that's u-n-t-a-p-p-d and we are Shop on there once again thank you to you the listeners thank you for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the show. And now, on with the show. All right, welcome back, Chop Shoppers. Thank you for bearing with us during intermission. And when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do, Sean? Beer chicken. And so today we've got probably the most on-theme beer we could get for pandemic movies. What are we trying? We're trying Corona. Corona Extra. Word. Because I am. And uh, I also Mm -hmm. brought some we have some salted limes. They're great. Because yeah. I am. They have some Himalayan sea salt. Yeah, the uh the limes are actually for scurvy though. Okay. Alright. So while we enjoy that, thoroughly enjoy that, we're gonna get into our the very first edition Woo! of the 2021 movie Marathon. Yay! Peace out 2020. And as of today's recording. We are on the eighth day of the year. That's not a hard one to figure out because it's January 8th. And I've seen eight movies. I've seen nine. Nine, you're one ahead of me. And Chelsea, Jesus Christ, tell us.
2: Twenty-fucking-seven. There's no way you've
0: seen 27 movies. You haven't been sleeping? No sleeping?
2: (laughs) So working from home Mm -hmm. and not getting a lot of bites on working from home. So I just have movies on.
0: I hear you. Wow, um, this is impressive. I think we might have created a monster. Well, we need to remind Chelsea that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, it's a marathon, not a sprint, Chelsea.
2: Well, listen, I'm I'm using Letterboxd. checking yes. them in on Twitter.
0: There's proof. I've cleaned up my act. Evidence, cold hard facts. I'm on a roll. I love it. And so, what is your first check in for this week?
2: Oh, me.
1: Yeah. Um. You're
2: on so a roll. I Come watched on. a fucking shitty ass movie today on Hulu called infamous with oh, bella thorne
0: i have not seen this i think i saw your check-in there's uh, a different movie called infamous though isn't there
2: this this is my review was what a disgusting piece of garbage bonnie and clyde with instagram that popular popularizes gross pseudo celebrity trash behavior i'm physically ill i'm probably blind and 100 percent not a fan Damn.
0: <laughs> i think you also just described bella
1: thorne
2: yeah <laughs> no, it's it's, it's real fucking night. awful.
0: Sean, uh,
1: next. Uh, my first check-in, first movie of the year, uh, I watched The Sound of Music, the original. Okay. Yeah. How do you watch sound? Do you have synesthesia? No, shut up. Uh, yeah, this is the, uh, uh, the Julie Andrews classic. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Uh, so how did you feel about it, given all of that? Oh, I wanted to. To, to cut Olaf's head off or whatever his name was. Olaf Rolf? is the snowman. Roll, from... <laughs> I want to cut Rolf's head off. Yeah. Olaf is the snowman kind of yeah, Here's what I wish. I wish that the movie was more about the, the last 15 minutes mm-hmm. than the whole rest of the film. I was really engaged by like the very last part of it.
0: I think it should have been more like they should have taken it in a direction more like The Diary of Anne Frank where they have to like hide oh my God. in the cross. <laughs> All right, my first check-in is going to be uh, number one for me as well. It's called Shadow in the Cloud, and this stars Chloe Grace Moretz as a badass female pilot in World War II who has uh, a—she has cargo. She has a package that's top secret, and there's gremlins. Uh, But I said it should have been, this should have been Gremlins 3. They're making a Gremlins 3. This just should have been it. Throw Gizmo in this movie, we're golden. What if they opened the package and Gizmo was in the package?
2: So my next check-in is a Netflix movie called What a Shit Show, Death to 2020.
0: Oh, I loved this.
2: Oh, it's such a fun little. Now,
0: this is the stand-up special, right?
2: It's a mockumentary.
0: Okay. Yes. 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 Um, Samuel L. Jackson's in it.
2: Yep. Leslie Jones. Yes. Lisa Kudrow. Um, using like actual things that happened, yes. and then them portraying these fake characters with their take. It's it's so fun.
0: What did you think of it?
2: I loved it. I thought, he, like, at one point when Hugh Grant said something, like I physically spit my water out. I was yeah, like, Oh my he god! Was
0: good. He
2: was a lot so of great. Man, right. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: All right, Sean. All right, my next check-in is White Slave. Whoa. A.K.A. Amazonia, the Catherine Miles story, a.K.A. Cannibal Holocaust 2.
2: No. Whoa. No.
1: That's a lot. Yeah. No. This is from 1985. Mm -mm. Uh, This is supposedly a true story. What? About a young British girl, Catherine Miles. It's supposedly a true story that you actually watch this. Uh, Catherine Miles... Her she was in the Amazon with her parents, and her parents were apparently murdered by a native tribe and uh-huh. beheaded and then eaten. No, no, and this is what's weird. There was no cannibalism in the film, mm-hmm. however, it did have that kind of weird feeling that I was watching cannibal holocaust uh but Ew. basically it's an excuse to get a young British woman topless for the entire film. put her in a cage. They didn't put her in a cage, hmm. but uh she had to get nice, nice with the natives
0: i have a question
1: yeah what was what spurred you to watch this movie <laughs> it popped up and i said i wonder what this movie's about uh-huh. and it I, wasn't the cover art no 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 it was just i just said what's this about and so i watched it and i was like well this sucks it was yeah. exploitive yes and it was it's very, exploitation it, it well, not, not black exploitation really. not really it, but it was just dull but it, it it rides on the culture exploitation. It, it rides on the back of 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 cannibal holocaust. In that, gosh, these natives are awful people. There was it was not nearly as gross as han as cannibal holocaust. It was not stomach churning in the uh. least. Um, but at the same time, Chelsea it, begs to differ. She, her well, stomach is churning. No, no, it God. really God. is. Well, I she mean, you c- see this film, but she did see part of Cannibal.
2: No, Holocaust. I watched all of Cannibal yeah. Holocaust and like physically ran yeah, out of yeah, the yeah. room. Maybe yeah.
0: you should stop saying Cannibal Holocaust.
2: I know. <laughs> that's what.
0: <laughs> anyway, go. All right, my turn. Time for the meat, the shit bread sandwich. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, my pick <laughs> is going to be Minari minari is uh that's the yun yeah, steven yuen uh it's a 2020 film it's been on my list i wish that i would have watched it before the new year because it would have made it on my list
1: that's what i keep hearing uh
0: really good it's about a a korean family a korean american family that moves from the west coast to rural arkansas to really take a deep dive into culture shock and Uh, It's a heavy but heartfelt film starring Stephen Yuen, who people would know as Glenn from The Walking Dead. So the reason that he moves his wife and two children from the West Coast to the South is because on the West Coast, they were sure they were living on the West Coast, but they were barely scraping by. And he had he has a dream of uh, creating a farm of that produces Korean vegetables. He realizes that there's an influx of Korean immigrants into the United States and that that might be a profitable venture. And the only place where he can afford land is in the rural South. And yeah, check
1: it out. It's a it's a good movie. All right. I'm going to check in Coco D, Coco Da. And yeah, we're is,
2: sharing this, this check-in. This is
1: the, uh, for our food movies episode, this is about the cereal. No, oh. is not. Uh, this is a Danish film. Danish? Food movies.
2: I think we, we think, I think it's, it's Danish. Danish. Yeah.
1: Uh, all I, I can scone. all I can say is it's the Baba Babadook meets Groundhog Day. Okay, I'm intrigued. Um, was it, it really, really scary? It's oh. discomforting, eerie, and odd. It and that's all good stuff. <clears throat> okay. Yeah,
2: it is, but not for the reason that you think.
0: Hmm. Did you like it? Chelsea
2: fucking resonated hard with me.
0: Okay. Interesting. I might have to check that out. What year is it?
2: It's recent and it's not. I
0: mean, right now, what year is it? Oh,
2: um, <laughs> You're fucked. If you don't know.
0: All right. So uh, I've got one last pick, right? Go. This is a documentary called animation outlaws. It's from 2019. And once again, it's on, one of your main streaming services, Netflix or Prime. It's the history of Spike and Mike. uh, And they are the creators slash curators of the Sick and Twisted animation festival, as well as Spike and Mike's animation festivals. Uh, Only one of them is still with us, rest in peace and rest in power. But uh, really cool, like all the, the who's who of independent animators do segments in here and interviews. Really good documentary. All right. So that brings us to the end of the 2021 movie marathon for this week. Is that correct? Correct Correcto. Which brings us to the second part of our feature segment, The Recast Continued. Second wave.
2: Variant strain.
0: And for this one, we're going to be recasting the movie Outbreak. I originally had something else uh, slated. Andromeda strain. Andromeda Strain, and then Sean reminded me. We recast this <laughs> a long time ago. Like three years ago, right? Yep. Back in Andrew's place. All right. So Andrew. Outbreak is from 1995. It was directed by Wolfgang Peterson, who also directed Air Force One, The Perfect Storm, and a little movie called A Never Ending Story. Yes. <laughs> and this film has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. A dangerous airborne virus threatens civilizations in this tense thriller. After an African monkey carrying a lethal virus is smuggled into the U.S., an outbreak occurs in a California town. To control the spread of the disease, a team of doctors is brought in that includes a contagious disease expert, played by Dustin Hoffman, his ex-wife, Renee Russo. Uh, Once the army intervenes to handle the situation, though, The doctors must fight against the clock to save the town and its residents. So the roles are Colonel Sam Daniels, uh, played by Dustin Hoffman, who was 58 at the time. Then we've got Robbie Keough, played by Rene Russo, who was 41 at the time. We've got Brigadier General Billy Ford, played by Morgan Freeman, who was 58 at the time. And then we've got Major General Donald McClintock, Played by Donald Sutherland, who was 60 at the time. Uh, before we get into recasting them, you,
1: you watched this. You watched this as well, right? Was mm-hmm. it your first viewing, shot? This was my first viewing. Okay. And it just reeks of that mid-90s, pull a name out of a hat yes. and see what sticks on the wall casting. The whole idea of Dustin Hoffman and Rene Russo That's being what was unbelievable. romantically <laughs> intertwined was fucking ridiculous. And Chelsea, your thoughts?
2: Um, also, I would like to point out that this movie is a really good example of an epidemic.
0: An epidemic, not a pandemic. pandemic. Oh, that's why you're making such a big deal about that is because I included this in pandemic. No, movies?
2: no I just I, it's I think people use the term yeah. interchangeably, not right, yeah. realizing there's not the an actual difference. Also, mm-hmm.
1: I think the movie would be improved if the monkey wore people clothes. Yeah all right who is your colonel sam daniels
2: um so i'm still kind of on my like kick? eight yet yeah, 80s 90s kick so um my actor was he does mostly tv he was in franklin and bash and he's reprised his role on the remake of saved by the bell oh yeah <laughs> i went with zach morris fuck yeah you did
0: zach fucking morris uh, he's also in dead man on campus Amazing movie if you've never seen it.
2: I think I have. Dead Man
0: on Campus is the shit. All right, Sean, you're Colonel Sam Daniels, played by Dustin Hoffman.
1: All right, I wanted a guy who you would believe was a scientist. and Mm -hmm. a
2: Like Zach Morris.
1: Like a disease control guy who actually wrapped his brain around it. Mark Paul Gosler. I don't think you said his name. I didn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's just Zach Morris. Uh, Sorry.
1: My actor is 45 years old. And he can be seen in uh, the Twilight Zone TV series. He can is that be, which
0: which of the Twilight movies? The newer one.
1: The newer one, I'm the sorry. The newer Twilight movie, okay. Um, but he's also uh, pretty prominent in the TV series Westworld, the new one. I went with Jimmy Simpson. Hmm. Jimmy Simpson. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's always
0: young... sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Yes, thank you very much. He's
0: in no Poil.
1: Yeah, I think that he's actually an
0: amazing actor. He's really good. It's really difficult for me to separate him from his character on Always Sunny, though.
1: Just watch like Westworld, I,
0: I always see. I, I've seen all of Westworld, but I just always see him with like a a crooked smile and a little bit of drool coming out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, my pick for Colonel Sam Daniels is fifty four now. I closed the age gap a little bit. I closed mine a lot. Uh. This actor is in Going Overboard, uh, Shakes the Clown with Bobcat Goldthwaite, <laughs> The Benchwarmers, and Uncut Gems. His name is Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler is so going to be... Are you doing a comedy? No. This is going to be one of those serious prestige roles oh, so, so, that he does all right. every like five movies. Nice, nice. And he's got a little bit of a Dustin Hoffman thing going on. A
2: little bit. A little bit.
0: Now that he's older. All right next up we've got the character played by Renee Russo uh Robbie Keo, Robbie Keo, and I picked Riley Keo. <laughs> I didn't uh, but who is your pick for the 41 year old Renee Russo Chelsea?
2: Uh, so again, my actress she does a I'm just lot of this Corona She does a lot of TV. Um, she was in uh, Beverly Hills 90210. She was also in Saved by the Bell.
0: Is it Tiffany Amber Thiessen?
2: It really is. Tiffany Amber Thiessen! A.K.A. Kelly Kapowski.
0: So,
1: Sean, who is your pick for Robbie Keo? I went with a 40-year-old actress. And this is where my Connect the Dots casting starts. Ah. Um, she can be seen in uh, the TV series Secret City. And the... Uh, tv series miniseries deadline gallipoli as well as the tv series fringe and the tv series Mindhunter. hunter mm-hmm. it's anna Torv. anna Torv. she has a very short list and a very small body of work maybe she's uh just being super selective 20 credits that's it hmm. that's you know george kennedy
0: uh, my pick is 41 now. She was on Rizzoli and Isles. Not Franklin and Bash. Rizzoli and Isles. I know who
1: you're talking about. The Same.
0: Mentalist. And she's in a a 2021 film called Haunting of the Mary Celeste and recently in a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. Her name is Emily Swallow. Emily Swallow is... Mm-hmm. What? I'm not going to go there. I'm <laughs> not either. <laughs> My pick. When I wrote it down the first time, I wrote Emily Swallows. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that can't be right. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Brigadier General Billy Ford, played by Morgan Freeman, who was 58 at the time. And Chelsea, who did you go with for this?
2: Um. So Morgan Freeman is like the voice of a generation. Mm-hmm. He's basically everybody's grandpa. Mm-hmm. So I chose everybody's principal, Dustin Haskins, Mr. Belding.
0: Oh, it's all people from Save by the Bell. <laughs> I just now <have> got it. <laughs> it's excellent. Oh Did God. you know that it's weird because it's called Save by the Bell and his last name is Belding? Whoa. Whoa.
1: <laughs> Sean? Wow. Oh, uh, man. Uh, all right, so I went with an actor who is... Uh, Fifty-seven years old, mm-hmm. and he can be seen in the John Wick films. Oh yeah, been, I thought about this guy. He can also be seen in White House Down. Uh huh. And he was also in Fringe with Anna Torv. Yep. I went with Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick is good, dude. Very nice.
0: Uh, I almost picked him, and that was the same picture I was going to use. All right, so my pick for the Brigadier General Billy Ford is 58 now as well he was in a movie called glory primal fear the gambler and brooklyn 99. his name is andre brower andre brower
2: nice was morgan freeman
1: in glory
0: yeah 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 uh-huh. he was i didn't think about that <laughs> you. Uh-huh. he definitely was wait denzel washington was yeah morgan freeman was too because i remember his feet were bleeding yeah. All right. So next up, we've got Major General Donald McClintock played by Donald Sutherland and Chelsea, your pick for this one.
2: Um. So in my say by the Bell remake of this, this actor, in my eyes, played a villain. Mm-hmm. Um, his is name is no Patrick uh, Fabian, Fabian, hmm. Fabian. Anyways, he was on Saved by the Bell the college years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he played Professor Jeremiah Lowski. I don't know. Something weird like that. But, anyways, he fucking stole Kelly from Zach. And I was pissed. Professor stole Kelly from Zach? That's. Yeah, they dated. That's not. You're not supposed to do that. College. College. Still not supposed to do that. They do it all the time.
0: They do it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: California.
1: All right, Sean, you're up. I went with an actor who's 59 years old. He can be seen in The Avengers. Mm -hmm. He can be seen in Sex Lies and Videotape. Okay. He can be seen in Boston Legal. Hmm. And he also shared the screen with Lance Reddick in Blacklist. I went with James Spader. Oh, that's good. I love him. Yeah, that's a good pick. Hateful. There he's is good, a guy out there right now, and I
0: think he might be in the show Scandal, yeah. but he looks like a young James
1: Spader. Mm-hmm. Like, not teenage James Spader, but like 90s James Well, Well, there, there's no connection with my pick on uh-huh. uh, Jimmy Simpson, but I think Jimmy Simpson shares a lot of James Spader qualities as His well. His mannerisms. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that.
0: All right, well, my pick is 60 now. Uh, he was in Casualties of War. He was in Dead Man Walking, Mystic River, and Milk. His name is Sean Penn.
1: Ooh, nice. Sean Penn is going to be- I like that pick. The I do too. Sutherland
0: in this film. So um, all in all, I'm still going to give this a recommend, mostly because I haven't seen it since it came out. And it, I kind of got a little bit of nostalgia for it. Um, not
1: a recommend for me. And also, I just love those outfits, right? I was cheering for the monkey. Woo! Oh, you're <laughs> thinking of the movie Congo.
0: Congo. Congo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's gonna wrap us up on the second half of the recast, bringing us to our final bonus segment. And today it's gonna be a battle royale, a four way battle royale. Okay. And it's going to be between a pandemic, a panda bear, Pan's Labyrinth, and Peter Pan peanut
1: butter. Well, unfortunately, Chelsea's not seeing Pan's Labyrinth.
2: So I can't, that one's out for me, but 100%. Imagine
1: Mitch McConnell.
2: (laughs) Okay, this doesn't sway me. 100% picking the panda bear, like 100%.
1: All right, so obviously Pan's Labyrinth is going to slice the mouth wide open mm-hmm. of the panda bear.
2: Shut up! Shut your filthy fucking mouth!
1: And the pandemic is still going to take out Pan's Labyrinth. But can the pandemic really conquer Peter Pan peanut butter? I'm going with peanut butter. meets you, dude, because Peter yes. Pan peanut butter never gets old. No, it
0: does not. It's scary. And sticky. Alright, so Ew. we've established a winner in that battle royale. Very The quickly. panda.
1: No. Peter Pan Peanut Butter.
0: Panda. Uh
1: we're
0: gonna wrap it up. Thank you, Chelsea, for being here today. Thank you for all that you do.
2: Oh, you're welcome.
0: Anything you want to plug today? Uh trivia. Trivia's back. Woo. Yes. At least we think it is. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I want to thank my co-host and co-producer, the engineer, Sean, the brew boss. Anything you want to plug today, sir? Uh,
1: vaccinations. Pay attention to the schedule. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to where you fall. And don't be a pussy. Get the goddamn Vax. Do you think it feels cold? I don't it, know if it does. I, near, I know they, they have to keep it really cold. Right? I know two people that have had the vaccine. Did they say and, it was cold? And, and No, but they say that that second dose, you do get the kind of rundown feeling. But guess what? That's what happens. It's the same as a fucking flu vaccine.
2: Don't spread misinformation. It's not like the flu vaccine.
1: It's not like it, but you you do have that little bit where your body's kind of adjusting and realigning. But just do it, people. Don't be simple. Uh, Alright, so you know what next week's episode is, Sean?
0: The films of James Earl Jones. (laughs) That's correct.
2: Uh, In honor
0: (laughs) of his 90th birthday. Oh, my. 90th birthday on January Uh, 17th. Are we tempting fate? Uh, We Uh, might be. Well, I don't know because here's your sneak preview question and answer. Oh, my God. James Earl Jones' death was accidentally and erroneously announced during a live broadcast of an NBA playoff game in April of 1998. The deceased was actually whom James Earl Ray James Earl Ray the convicted assassin yes! of Martin Luther King is one. correct <laughs> Yay I got one We want to plug the podcast itself please We want to plug the podcast itself please rate <laughs> review and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps uh, you can follow us online. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean. We're on Twitter. We're at Cinema Chop Shop. And we're Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook and Gmail. Also, the beer that we checked in today is going to be checked in at the CDC. And also on <laughs> Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. And we're Cinema Chop Shop on there as well. Finally, farewell. Thank you to you, the listeners. Please remember to watch what? Chop,
1: chop. Retro retrofit fit. <laughs> and wear your damn mask and protect yourself and yeah. social distance
2: yeah